Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Have you ever felt cheated out of a deal when buying tickets from StubHub only to see that there's a $15 fee at the end of your original purchase? Or have you ever been on Vivid Seats and not even get your tickets? That, that actually happened to me once. I ordered a ticket from Vivid Seats and I never got the ticket. And that's why I switched over to TickBick.com where smart fans buy tickets online. No hidden fees. Search and buy now 100% authentic tickets Best price guarantee, 24-7 customer service. Buy, bid on, and sell tickets with the confidence of their 110% guarantee. That's 110% guarantee. They show you the best deals with their algorithms and let you decide 0% buyer fees. If your ticket is $26, your your purchase is $26. No joke. The most transparent consumer-friendly ticket marketplace on the web, authentic valid tickets backed by our 100% money-back guarantee. You'll love your ticketing experience from purchase through the final whistle or out and no hidden fees. Like I said, if it's $26, hell, if it's $8, it is an $8 purchase. Save an average of 10 to 15% on every purchase guaranteed only at TickPick.com. Get your tickets now. Today is September 17th, 2019, and on today's edition of The O Show, presented by Belly Up Sports, Be Bold, Standout Davis Ford returns to action. We're talking this week in MLB, Mike Trout done for the season, what the Yankees expect in the ALCS against the Astros, our postseason picture, what the hell is going on with the Mets, the Angels, all that and more. But before we get into this edition of the O Show podcast, again, presented by Belly Up Sports, be bold, stand out. You can actually te- check out all Belly Up Sports content, articles, and podcasts at bellyupsports.com, including the Corner Booth, the O Show, 50-50 Booking, Chair Gaten, the Blackout, a lot more to come. You can also check out the Belly Up Sports shop where you can find a brand new vintage Teal Osho podcast t-shirt to go along with the effing savages New York Yankees Osho tee only for 25 bucks at bellyupsports.com slash shop it is also presented by TickPick a marketplace based in New York City with no hidden fees but before we get to that like I was saying Mariano Rivera uh, receiving the Medal of Freedom honor from President Trump earlier today said to be an American civilian's highest honor And Rivera, of course, needless to say, five-time world champion, 13-time All-Star, World Series MVP, ALCS MVP, all-time save leader with 652 career saves, the most dominant relief pitcher in baseball history. Donald Trump's words, not mine. So you know they're true, man. Let's get into it. Episode 84 of the O Show Podcast. Let's go. Thank you. 
September something. What is it? The 15th? 16th, Davis? 16th. Today is September 16th. It is a Monday. You'll probably hear this on Tuesday, September 17th. But that doesn't matter. Davis Ford is back, returning guest. We haven't seen him in quite a long time. Been very busy. What did you do tonight, Davis? You have the uh, the face paint all over your face there. Good old intramural flag football game. Caught me a little 50-yard touchdown pass, so got myself in the end zone. That's not little. That's a 50-yard touchdown pass. <laughs> yeah, a little uh, tight end screen. Oh, my goodness. So, Davis is back. We're going to talk MLB. Mike Trout season's over. Davis, a big Angels fan. That's a big thumbs down. From Mr. Davis Ford, we'll talk about uh, Mike Fires with a new look. You, you see his new look? Yeah. His uh, yin-yang of mustaches or beards, whatever the hell you want to call look. that. It's a look. I, hey, <laughs> then, for better or for worse, it is a look. We'll talk about some of uh, the best beards in Major League Baseball history and mustaches. Because yeah. I found quite a lot on the internet, sur- just surfing around the big bad web there. Uh, we'll talk right. a little bit about uh, some of the postseason runs. Some teams getting eliminated, playing spoiler. Looks like the A's could potentially host the AL wildcard game. Absolutely. Who knows? Talk a little NFL as well. Week two, almost in the books. We've got Monday Night Football tonight between probably two of the worst teams ever, but it's still a football game. But first, Davis, like I preluded before, I like to start off this episode with all my guests giving a a touch into our uh, reality, into our lives. What is your most darkest, deepest, embarrassing story that you can tell me right now? Well, um, back in the day um, of May, I know it was only five months ago. Back in the day. Um, A lot's happened since May. Yeah, a lot has happened since May. It would have been June, not of uh, this year, but the year prior. Um, I was umpiring a game, right? And the game's kind of going good um, behind the dish. Um, About the third inning, I've been having um, squat. I've probably had about 80 pitches squatted for by this point. And um, all of a sudden, I squat, and I hear this, and... Come to know, my pants ripped out from under me. That's awesome. Third inning of a rep game, and all the parents are behind me laughing, yelling, hey, Blue, I'm glad you wore your chonies today, type stuff like that. And just, uh, it, it's something else. Was it, That was a rec game before you headed out to uh, La Mirada? Yeah. So you got a little experience before uh, you actually had to umpire a, a collegiate league game. Yeah, thank goodness. Which was interesting. Oh, it was a time of my life. Basically, nine innings in and out solo. Oh my goodness! So basically, Davis uh, got called on because the California Collegiate Summer League is just a massive. This year was a Sunset Baseball League. Oh, even worse, honestly. <laughs> Not to make matters worse, but the Sunset Baseball League just a giant pile of manure. The, the umpires didn't show up, basically, right? And exactly. uh, and Davis here. I mean, what was your title? I was the statistician slash emergency umpire. <laughs> there you go. That's on your resume, right? Absolutely. Statistician gets called in to umpire a game. There was another broadcaster, I think, in like some Chicago summer league this year that called got called in to pitch by their head coach. So like that 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 tells you how just unorganized collegiate summer baseball is. Funny enough, I'd thrown a couple pins and a couple long toss sessions with the pitching coach of the team. I told him every day we got to the field that I had an inning and if he needed them. That was always you the summer before when we were there. You're always down there at batting practice, taking some grounders. Always. You were there. Gotta stay ready. You're like the Ronald Torres <laughs> of this of the FCA, just ready to right. go whenever. Yeah, wherever you need me, coach. 
So, um, my embarrassing story, I don't know if I've ever told this one on record before. We'll see how this goes. I think it, it was about a month before last summer, so 18, 19 months ago, I was staying in Airbnb in Phoenix, working for the Diamondbacks. I stayed in the Airbnb for like three weeks, which is way too long to stay in an Airbnb all by yourself. No human contact or dialogue whatsoever for about 21 days. But yeah. I, I, went, I went to an Applebee's, and... I ended up losing my keys, which is something I do like once a week. I lost my keys today, so I'll check that one off. My once a week, losing my keys. Uh, I left them at Applebee's, but I got in my Uber ride to go back to the Airbnb. And it was like 10 or 11 o'clock at night. So the owners weren't there. I don't know if they were there all week, to be honest. And I start knocking on the door. Nobody's there, ringing the doorbell. Like the, the cars are in the driveway, but they're not there. Yeah. So I'm just pounding on the door. Nothing's happening. Nothing's given. I start knocking on the neighbor's doors. They don't answer and they're obviously home like i see the lights are on they're just not answering their doors like it's just a bunch of assholes yeah. just a bunch of privileged privileged assholes but uh i end up seeing that the back light on the back porch is uh on in the house so i end up jumping the fence which you should never do no Never. Especially if the neighbors don't recognize who you are. Yeah. So I jumped the fence and trying to get in through the back door, but it was locked. I don't know why the light was on. So I ended up jumping back over and uh, my phone, which is at like 3% at this point. So that's like my lifeline right there. Yeah. So I order an Uber to go back to Applebee's where I think I lost my keys just so I can ask around. And by that point, I'm assuming the next door neighbor saw me jump the fence. So she called the cops. And by the time I got back to the front gate, there were four state trooper trucks all surrounding me. I'm like, I think I know why they're here. So I, so they all get out. The head uh, guy's just like, uh, do you live right over there? I'm like, I am right now, yeah. He's like, can you sit down for me? And just instinctively, I was like, why? He's like, because I told you to. I'm like, all right. Yeah. It, it, just got, it just got real. So I sit down. He's like, we got a call that somebody uh, jumped the fence, basically. I'm like, yeah, that was me. I lost my keys. I've been trying to get into the house. I'm staying in an Airbnb. And the guy thought I was just being a wise ass because he had no idea what an Airbnb was. And his and he's basically just chewing me out at this point when his buddy had to step in. He's like, no, no, no like Airbnb is like, that's an actual thing. He might be telling the truth here. Yeah. I'm like, thank you. He's like, silence. I'm like, okay. And I guess I go on to like give him all my information. I tell them the story. I'm like, I was at an Applebee's just down the street. I lost my keys, ended up coming back here. Nobody's home. So I tried to jump the fence, try to get back in. They ended up reaching one of the neighbors who ended up telling me that they do uh, Airbnb, like they invite people into their home. So my story was aligning perfectly at that point. And he was just like, oh yeah, like my brother's the head chef at that Applebee's. So after my story finally aligned, they ended up escorting me to Applebee's in the back of one of their state trooper vans. Uh, I end up finding my keys from the head chef. They're just like, all right, buddy, don't uh, go jumping over anybody's fences ever again. And uh, that was it. They ended up driving away. I had to order another Uber, but as soon as I picked up my phone, it died. I had to walk 18 blocks to get back to the Airbnb, which took me about an hour and a half in, like, the yeah. sketchiest part of Phoenix. And it was probably 90 degrees because Phoenix in May. Phoenix, I mean, it was, like, midnight, yeah, but 90 degrees. Uh, it was, like, a 50-50 chance that I made it out of there with these yeah. neighborhoods that I was passing. It was not a it was not a fun experience. I hope people find humor in this because if they didn't, then it's just a weird, dumb story basically yeah. exposing me for being just a complete moron. 
Yeah, you lose your keys once a week. I already lost them this week. I mean, it's Monday. That's a good sign. I'll have them Tuesday through Sunday. As long as it's not Friday through Saturday when you're working GCU TV events. Hey, GCU TV. GCU Women's Volleyball uh, swept San Diego State to win the tournament on Saturday. You were yeah, there. I was there producing in the back, having a good old time. Wish I was on the call. Had women's like soccer it. last night. That didn't go too well. Our season's it's not soccer. going too well. Shocker. It's women's soccer here. They've lost about six in a row. It's all good. They haven't scored. We didn't take a tie at UCSB this weekend. They were up one nothing with about 20 minutes left. And everybody was getting excited. I'm like, guys, there's 20 minutes left. Still a lot of soccer to be played. And sure enough, they uh, couldn't come out. Hey, we'll see. They're playing again on Sunday. It's a Sunday matinee. Gotta love Sunday matinee. Sunday matinee, 115 degrees, women's soccer, one and six. What's not to like? Yeah. If that doesn't attract you, what does? Uh, Watching paint dry. That's a, that's a very good comparison, Davis. So <laughs> let, let, let's talk Major League Baseball. Would you rather talk about your Mets that actually have a chance for the postseason? I think they're four and a half games out of the NL wild card. Or you want to talk about the Angels that just lost Mike Trout for the rest of the season? I mean, I'll talk both. Um, I can start off with Mike Trout. That's an easy So, yeah, Trout fouled the ball off his foot about a week and a half ago, two weeks. Um, little toe injury has been bugging him. And we're about 40 games out of the AOS, so we decided to just shut them down. No reason to waste $400 million for the rest of the season. This little piggy's tired. This little piggy's broken. Yeah. This little piggy's just fed up, so I'm going to take the rest of the year off. Yeah, hit my 45 home runs. I'm going to go take a nap. Do you think that Artie Moreno is going to do anything for Mike Trout? I'm hoping we get Garrett Cole. Hoping. I mean, that's a step in the right direction, but... It's not a step that's going to win you 90 games. Because So, my hope for the team. So, if I was in the leadership position, what I would hope is either Cole Calhoun or Justin Upton's got to go. One of them. And I would prefer it to be Upton because he bats 220 to 230 every year. Cole Calhoun's the franchise guy for the Angels. Like, yeah. obviously, Mike Trout's the franchise yeah. guy, but Cole Calhoun's, like, the backbone. But one of them, too, has got to go. I would prefer it to be Upton for that reason exactly. Um, and then Joe Adele will be coming up. Joe Adele has been hitting about 340, 350 in AA, respectively, yep. this year. Spring um, training so legend right there. Absolutely. And you bring him up with his range in the outfield with Trouts, that already saved you about eight more runs than Justin Upton will save you on defense. Um, plus, it'll get your average up in one of the slots in the lineup about 100 points, driving about 20 more runs, and you add a little bit more speed, a little bit more depth to that lineup. And you get um, Tom Stella back, or you trade him for a piece and leave Renhifo and Fletcher in the lineup. And you go trade for Garrett Cole. You get Otani back in the rotation. You run them two as a 1-2 with Canning at the 3 and Heaney at the 4. And you got a decent rotation. I mean, Otani's a hit or miss at this point. You don't know what you're going to get next year with him. I mean, honestly, if worst comes to worst, be let him play outfield or DH for eight innings and bring him in as a closer for the ninth and throw in 105. That's not a bad idea, actually. I don't know if they'll take that, but... They probably won't. That's a Davisism right there. You may want to send an I, email to info at angels.com, see if they I'm pick sure, it up. I'm sure that they've thought of that before. Like, there's no... If you haven't thought of that, are you really using your personnel the right way? I mean, this way, he could be in the lineup every day, and then 7th, 8th, ninth inning comes around, just plug and him in on the mound. And, and because Tommy, coming out Tommy John, he's going to have a limited innings number. So, like, you limit his innings right away by just using him as a closer. It's not a bad idea, Davis. Future Angels GM right here. And then you got Keenan Milton coming back off the IL. He's been at Tommy John all year. 
And you've got guys like Hansel Robles, Tyler Butray. Cam Bedrosian hasn't looked awful this year. Like, there's guys on the back in that bullpen. You get it to the seventh, it's, it's going to be hard to score runs. Back to the Upton-Calhoun discussion. It's, it would be an absolute bummer if you couldn't hear the PA announcer just scream at the top of his lungs, Cole Calhoun. Yeah, I, it's I would so, cry a little bit. It's just so soothing when he comes to the plate. It's one of my favorite calls of all time. It, it's like at Yankee Stadium when he goes, number 99, Aaron Judge. No, but yeah, but the Angels should be well-rested, so Tawny is shut down for the rest of the year as well. Um, Even at the plate? Knee- yeah, he had a little knee or hamstring discomfort. I can't remember God. what part of the leg it was. When it rains, it pours. Yeah, is what it is. Like I said, we're like thirty buck or thirty games out. So hey, you got to you got to uh, go on the field for fireworks this summer, didn't I you? I did. That was a fun experience. What was that like? Uh, and how'd you like, do it? I have a friend who uh, knows someone with the security department, and she had her she had us get our had her friend get our name on the list. Um, and me, her, and a couple of our other friends that went with us went down, sat on the right field line, got to go in the visitor dugout. My friend took some seeds from the dugout that we were pretty sure were Chris Davis's. He said they were the worst seeds he's probably ever had, but he took them anyways. Took a bottle of water that was like part opened. <laughs> hey, maybe <laughs> if you chew them, spit them out, you'll hit 247 in three years in a row. Yeah, he's trying to get some hits for Summer Bowl, and boy, did his bat heat up. He ended up, he ended up rattling off like a 480 clip the rest of the summer. Dude, Chris Davis's magic beans. <laughs> Helping out those shepherds, man. Yeah. So it was a fun summer in the Sunset Baseball League. Davis, you got facial hair, right? A little bit. You got a mean bit. beard. I shaved mine just because I'm going for a new look, always trying to evolve. Constantly yeah. change my image. Guess who else tried to change his image? Uh, Mike uh, Fires. Yeah. What the hell is that? I, I looked at it on a video and I had to watch it four times to figure out why they were showing me this video. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even pick it up? No, and then I saw a picture from the side. I was like, what in the hell? I mean, it's like, literally, it's. you can either say it's like a cinnamon roll or like the yin-yang symbol. It kind of looked like a B-flat to me when I looked at it, like for music notes. I mean, like, it, it, it's like a wave, honestly, like I, a wave in the ocean, except just I like could, a sea of black. Yeah, I wish I could tell you. I mean, could you imagine a giant black furry wave coming at you? Could you imagine, like, seeing that? When he comes set, like he's he's looking in to see the pitch, and like this side's just clean, and then you got this like black just coming at you, because that's the side he comes set on, so that's the only part you see. And he's just like as like one of the whitest guys ever, so it's just yeah. a, a fade of black, and then all of a sudden you just see this patch of white, and it's just glaring at you while you're at the plate, trying to like tune in to see if it's gonna be a fastball, or if he goes with off speed, and you're just like, what the hell is he doing? <laughs> Yeah, and the funny thing is, that's probably not even the craziest thing in the stadium in Oakland. Oh, no. There's some crazy stuff out in that outfield. And not to mention on Sundays when the Raiders are in town. Oh, you see boy. those fans? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. But, no, it was, it, I'd say it was like a cinnamon roll-esque beard that I don't think anybody's ever had that design before. I think the main purpose of it was to give him some good luck heading into his next start. I think it was in Arlington against the Rangers. He gave up... Ten earned runs, five home runs, and an inning and a third against the Astros' his previous start, which is not yeah. what you want if you're a pitching coach. Sounds like Noah Syndergaard start against the Cubs a couple weeks back. Yeah, that that's like an Ali Perez Mets start right there. Oh my God! For all I you diehard Mets don't fans, don't even get me started on Ali. Remember John Main? Ugh. Mike Pelfrey. Mike, oh my God! Levon Hernandez. Oh, stop it! The Bye. list goes on and on. Yeah, Mike Pelfrey. 
is the pitching coach, or at least was last year. He was the pitching coach at Wichita State. Yeah, at least he's got that going for him. Yep, good old alma mater pitching coach life. I think uh, Troy Percival is the head coach at UC Riverside. We see him once a year. Yeah. And then Greg Maddox for uh, UNLV. And then Erstad was the manager at Nebraska until they he resigned last year. We won't talk about that though. No. Back back on fires, yin yang uh, beer here. I I wrote an article today. Uh, about some of the best beards or just best facial hair that MLB has had to offer over the past decade or so. Of course, like honorable mentions would include Raleigh Fingers with his handlebar mustache with the A's and Padres. Nobody's ever going to forget that. Uh, Remember Brian Wilson's beard with the Giants? That, like, started the whole fear the beard trend. Yeah, that black, dark, ugly thing, yeah. I mean, they made commercials over it. There was, like, snakes yeah. coming out of it. It was it, it was as long as, like, that logo on your shirt there. Yeah, it's, it's insane how far they get these beards. And then I mentioned, I think, with the 2013 Red Sox, the entire team. Yeah. It was just... Was that the year they got... Um, was that the year they won the chip, or is that the year they got um, accused of doing chicken and beer in the clubhouse? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I totally forgot about that. <laughs> That's why Francona got let go, right? Yeah, he got he got canned after that. Oh my god! I remember I remember they collapsed that year. They were up like six or seven games in the first wild card, and the Rays, like with two weeks yeah. left, just kept chipping away, yeah, chipping your away. Yeah, Yankees are like, hmm. your Yankees are like, hmm. I think I'm gonna uh, let the Rays get in here and. It almost seemed like they they were up 7-0 in the bottom of the 8th. Red Sox were winning like 4-1 in the 8th inning in their game against the Orioles. Both teams just collapsed. I think it was J.J. Hardy that hit a gap double to win that game. Drove in Adam Jones. Right. And then it was like Longoria hit a three-run homer in the eighth. They scored three more runs in that inning. It was 7-6, two outs, two strikes. And the legend in Dan Johnson hit a game-tying home run with two outs and two strikes. So if the Yankees yeah. did throw that game away, they came very close to failing at doing so. Yeah, but then not to be forgotten, the Cardinals also did the same thing on the opposite side of the spectrum. Did the same thing the Rays did against the, uh, I want to say the Phillies choked? Yeah, the Phillies choked that wild card away. And that act, they won the World Cardinals, Series that year. Excuse me, it was the Braves. The Cardinals won the World Series after coming back from 10 games down that year in the wild card chase in August. Was that the year they played that one-game playoff when the Braves fans threw the beer on Turner Field? That was the Braves. uh, I think that was the the first year of the wild card. So this was still when they had one wild card team. I mean, I think it was 2011 or 2012. Cardinals end up winning that wild card. They win the World Series in 2011. Mm -hmm. The Rays did absolutely nothing after being gifted that wild card. Yeah. Red Sox just eating wings. Drinking beer in the clubhouse. Terry Francona gets let go. And yeah. then, to answer your question, though, it was not the same season as that 2011 season. It was 2013 when they won the World Series. So it was the year of the uh, marathon bombings where the yeah, Red Sox was, were like. Shane Victorino hit a homer in the sixth inning or whatever it was at game six. Yeah, just, just a bunch of ragtag players like Shane Victorino, Johnny Gomes. Steven was Drew. Even on team still? No, I mean, no, that was past his Yankee years. That was like, yeah. uh, he was with like the Tigers or something. Like, that was like at the way end of his career. It was like um, Gomes, Mike Napoli, who probably oh, had the most yeah. ferocious beard oh. on that team. Yuke was on that team. Yep. Um, Koji Uihara was the closer. Yeah, he was. He, he, oh, he was like the worst closer in baseball with the Orioles for four years before that. And then all of a sudden yeah. was like 
the season saves leader with the Red Sox. Yeah, and didn't do anything after that. He got one good year. Just a magical season with Boston. That was like when they had Lester, Lackey, Clay Buchholz was still somewhat valuable. Who else? They had Will Middlebrooks at third base. Dead. Man. Wow. He was such an awesome hitter for like such a short period of time. Yeah, and then he batted 180 the rest of his career. <laughs> mm, that's when John Farrell was at the helm a year after Bobby Valentine. Yeah. His one-and-done season. I think a mop could have managed that team better than Bobby Valentine did in 2012. I think so, honestly. God. Maybe a bucket of baseballs. Yeah, probably. Like a a coked-out Keith Urban could have probably yeah. put together a better lineup than Bobby V. Probably could have, too. Yeah, for sure. No, but those beards were just ferocious, like, or ferocious. Yeah. Mike Napoli's was probably, again, like, close to Brian Wilson's. Yeah. Johnny Gomes, like, they all shaved their heads bald. They all yeah. just looked like homeless guys. That's Dustin great. Pedroia, like, earned himself a $100 million contract after that season and I, did I nothing with it. Like, five games since that contract got signed. Oh, yeah. Now, now he's just at home debating on whether or not he should retire. Yeah. That's how bad it's gotten. I mean, that, and he doesn't, he has to get carded every time he goes into Fenway Park because nobody knows who he is, which is a true story, which is very sad for a guy who's considered to be the captain of this team. I'm trying to think who else. That was Bogarts' first year. So he's like the only player on this roster that was on that roster. David Ortiz, of course, at like 750 in that World Series. Stupid. Just anything that was thrown, if bat, barrel, see a double. I mean, talk about a guy. Like, the Minnesota Twins screwed up there. Yeah, that entire team. I threw in another honorable honorable mentions like Derek Norris with the A's. He had a nasty beard going there for a while. Jason Worth, of course, just looked like the ultimate hobo his entire career. Jason Worthless. Yeah, that's what a lot of Nationals fans called him toward the end of his career. I remember when he was with the Phillies, and he had the long hair. He actually looked like a rock star there for a little, and then he grew out the beard and started yeah. hitting 178, and everybody's like, ah, oh, this guy, you may want to yeah. change it up. It's not. And then uh, Keiko's got a pretty good beard. Yeah, Keiko, I put on that list. Jason Mott. Some oldies with some goodies. I'm trying to think who else. Like, there, there had to be a few other, like, really, like, obvious, I think, um, what's-his-face's beard? Josh Reddick. Yeah, he had a good one going. He, he, of course, like, a big WWE guy. I think he, uh, his beard was a big inspiration for Daniel Bryan, which, like, ended up in his whole push there with the yes and the yes chance that now culminate at, uh, GCU Arena during Reserve Aces. Yep. And we get a little, uh, sweet chin music action from me and my buddies when Melody Horton gets a kill. Really? I did not yeah. see that. I definitely would have referenced that on the broadcast if I saw it. No, that. yeah. So we started that Saturday afternoon. Um, they started calling her Sweet Music Melody when they introduced her. So I thought about it, and I was like, you know what? You get a little tune in there and a little kick stomp and get a little sweet chin music action tune up going. the band a little bit? Uh-huh. Oh, uh, that's all. I'm definitely referencing that on Friday. You going to be there on Friday? Absolutely. Is that another tournament? Yeah, I believe so. We play CSUN, Idaho, and someone else. I can't remember who that is. As the broadcaster was. asks the havoc. <laughs> um, no, yeah. One of my good friends is on the team, so. So I'll see you Friday night. Absolutely. We talked about the Angels a little bit. You want to talk about the Mets now? Because they're actually a lot more exciting. They're just coming off a series win against the yeah. Dodgers. I'm going to see what the score is right now, actually. I think I just got an update. I mean, they're that team that'll pounce on the Dodgers at home, set the expectation, and then lose 9-1 to at Miami. Well, luckily so. for us, we play Miami at home. Um, currently, the last four I saw was 7-4 Rockies in the fourth. 
pissed um, a lot of time to be played. Pete Alonso yeah. has a lot of time to hit a couple of ding-dongs, put them right back in the game. Pete Alonso is actually 0 for his last 20 right now. Remember Aaron Judge a few years ago? He went like 0 yeah. for 58 with 58 strikeouts and still ended right. up hitting like 20 home runs in September. Callaway moved him to the 5 hole. Is that just breaking news or like? No, like that's the literally the first time he hasn't batted 2 through 4, I think, all season. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah, it's, I don't know how to feel about it, but is what it is. He's struggling. Got to keep him in the lineup. But what's he at right now? Forty-eight, forty-seven. Forty-seven. Eugenio Suarez and him are tied. So he's at forty-seven. The goal here is to break Aaron Judge's rookie record, which was fifty-two. Ideally. So he's got six homers left and about two two weeks left. And thirteen games, I believe. Three in Colorado, including tonight. Three in Cincinnati, four at home against Miami, and three at home against Atlanta. So in 13 games, including tonight. Yeah, I mean, it's doable if he gets hot. I mean, like I said, Judge hit like 15 home runs in September yeah. when he got and going. Two very good hitters parks this week. See if he can hit a couple. Where are they going? Uh, they're in Colorado. Oh, that's, uh, that's four home runs right there. Yeah, and then they're at Cincinnati. Just get it in the air. Oh, and Cincinnati? Yeah. Right behind... The river there, yeah. Smack that one the other way. All he's got to do is hit it in the air and it goes. Yeah, I think I saw a stat. He's like about 480 middle away this year. And like majority of those are sliders middle away. I'll never forget that one home run he hit in Atlanta. Just a sheer line drive up the middle. Didn't get more than 15 feet off the ground. That cleared the wall, 410 or whatever in center field. And just a giant splash in that pond. Yeah. He would have killed someone if that was oh. to left or right. I would have been right. so scared standing there. Yeah, I would have even with a glove. Yeah, I would have. I would have been having to change my shorts after that ball. Oh my that. god, you'd be changing your shorts as I try and lift you up in front of me, trying yeah. to take the hit. Yeah. You know, this comparison is made a lot. I think, at least between us, New York, New Jersey folk. Uh huh. Better player, Aaron Judge or Pete Alonzo? Who would you rather have on your team? I mean. I'm going to be biased and say Pete. <laughs> I expect you to. Yeah. Um, to me, he he has the potential to hit for a better average than Judge just because the way he swings. Oh, yeah. It's not an all-or-nothing swing because the way he snaps his bat through the zone, the bat speed, I think he relies more on lower half and bat speed more than anything. So I think that average will stay better rather than Judge relying so much on launch angle. But, like, at the same time, Judge gets to play 81 games in the Bronx. So, like, a lot of the fly balls that Pete's hitting in City Field are going out for Judge and Yankee Stadium. Oh, I Probably. completely agree with that point. I think Alonzo's the better hitter. I think Judge is the better defender. Yeah, Pete, Pete gets a little uh, – Ron Darling and Keith Hernandez say this all the time, and I 100% agree with them. They, uh, he gets a little jumpy out in the infield sometimes, trying to go get balls that aren't his, make the big play that just swings the momentum, ends up making an error. Like, a couple times late July – against the Nationals. I think we lost at DeGrom start 7-4. to four, And we lost by three runs. And he had a three-run error in the first inning with the bases loaded two outs. Hey, he's an inexperienced polar bear. What do you expect? I mean, he doesn't know right from wrong. He saved a lot of runs. Like, don't get me wrong. But, like, there's a couple times where key spot needed out and he throws the ball down towards home plate. I mean, he's basically Lucas Duda 2.0 if you're putting it that way. No, uh, I, I hate that comparison. <laughs> I hate uh, he's been getting a lot of comparisons to Ike Davis. Uh, I always enjoyed Ike Davis when he made those over-the-railing catches. He yeah. did them, like, once a week with the Mets. Yeah, Darling and Hernandez have been talking a lot about Ike Davis the last couple of weeks. That's so, not a good sign defensively. I mean, 
Offensively, I'll take it because Ike wasn't a horrible hitter. We'll see. He's breaking a lot of Ike Davis's rookie records right now. So I mean, it's not like the Yankees are comparing Aaron Judge to Bobby Abreu. So I feel yeah. like defensively, Aaron Judge has got the advantage because every time a ball is into a corner and someone turns uh, the corner at first base, Aaron Judge is going to nail you with a perfect throw at second, just yeah. on the fly, just a laser right there in Didi's mitt. Every single, we see it like one, once or twice a week if it's hit down the line. I think at some point, he, if he does leave, I don't know if he will because we gave him a shot, but if he does end up leaving, he's going to go AL and play DH. You think he's going to leave? If he does. I'm, I'm hoping he doesn't. How long is he under contract? He's, I mean, obviously rookie contract. Um, I think we got him for four more years, but like we got to pay, we still have to pay Syndergaard, Wheeler, which I don't know if we're going to pay Wheeler or not. I hope not. Syndergaard. Nemo's got to get paid, Conforto's got to get paid, McNeil's got to get paid. Yeah, just some absolute guys got to get paid. I mean, they have a solid offensive lineup. It's just yeah, and pitching rotation. I just don't I, understand why it doesn't click. I think next year's the year. Are you, is yeah, that a bold take right now? I I think that is going to be a bold take. Twenty twenty, the Dodgers still in full force. I think the Mets take them. I, I think this year we're going to fall a little short because our bullpen is not as solid as it needs to be. No. Um, I think you give Diaz and Familia an offseason to figure out what the hell they're doing in the back end of the bullpen. Edwin Diaz needs to look at himself in the mirror and just figure out well, what's up. Well, he looks like 2016 Edwin Diaz. 2017 Edwin Diaz when he blew all those saves. Like last year he had 60, but the year before that, I think he combined for maybe 40. I just, I, if him and Familia figure it out, the way Lugo and uh, oh gosh, Justin Wilson have been pitching at the back end of that bullpen, and you get Robert Giselman back at the back end of that bullpen, there's five arms right there that can go get you three outs in a close ball game. They, they'll contend with the Dodgers bullpen. Dodgers have yeah. Kenley Jansen, and then everything else is kind of a sh- shitstorm. Yeah, but another thing to keep in mind, Jet Lowry, we get him for a full year next year. No Todd Frazier. Totally forgot year. about Lowry. Yeah, he's had two at-bats this year. Get your NSS put his back. I, I don't think that's a good battle. Make sure he doesn't do any squats at home. Uh, Just rest. Don't like yeah. don't go don't do any yard work. Don't but you keep Ramos, Pete, Cano, Rosario, and you go Jed Lowry at third or McNeil at third, and you go JD Davis or McNeil and left, and Nimmo and Conforto with that starting five, you'd think that'd be a ninety win team. You'd think so. They stay healthy. Like, Brandon Nemo's been back for a month. He didn't play since May. He had a neck stinger or whatever he was out with. And you definitely think Todd Frazier's gone? I, it's last year of his contract. They just don't have any spots for him. Like, Lowry's got to find out bats. McNeil's got to find out bats. Davis has to find out bats. Yeah, but do you trust a guy like Jed Lowry? I mean, he's not exactly like a stud. I mean, I think he's going to bat for a better average than Frazier. Well, Todd's known to hit 240 every year. Yeah. Even lower I, than that. I'd rather have a guy that hits 280 that can get on in the two-hole behind McNeil and protect McNeil to create for Cano, Alonzo, Conforto, Ramos, J.D. Davis. Right. And have that kind of thing to mess around with. And he can platoon at second and just something like that. You got to believe, Davis. You got to believe. You just got to believe. That, that's, that, that's the motto, I guess. The best way. The Amazons. Yeah. You just got to believe. That's kind of like the Jets' way, too. Poor Jets lost Trevor C- uh, Simeon tonight. Yeah, we'll get to that in a minute. Gosh. But they're a mess. They can't catch a break. A lot of teams this week didn't catch a break. A lot of injuries this week in week two. Yep. Before we get there, I want to talk about uh, some early predictions for offseason awards. So, since we're on the topic of the Mets, 
You think Pete Alonso's the uh, gonna run away with NL Rookie of the Year? He ran away with it the minute Tatis went back in the aisle. That that's what I was just gonna say. It was between him and Fernando Tatis because Tatis, 20 years old, is just kicking if ass Tatis, in San Diego. If Tatis did not get hurt, Tatis was gonna steal it from him. I truly 100%. You think that. so? 100%. You, you think that, like, most Mets fans, of course, are like, it's no-brainer Alonzo's winning, but, I, like, that's a Mets fan's perspective. Just, I, like, just as a baseball fan, I think Tatis did a lot more for that franchise than San Diego than people realize. Oh, yeah. Like, on the East Coast, because East Coasters don't really watch the West Coast. Me being on the West Coast, I get to watch everything, because I get to see the East Coast games at four. So I get to watch all baseball all day on my MLB.com. Yep. So I think Tatis would have won it, honestly. As much as I hate saying it, as much as I, it just hurts me to say it, I think he would have won it. I th- I mean, either way, I really wouldn't care. But Pete Alonso, yeah. especially if he breaks the home run record for yeah. rookie in the year with 53, I think that wins it for him alone. Plus he wins the home run derby. Yeah. Fernando Tatis on the West Coast, like you mentioned, and not for a premier team like the Dodgers. He's with the Padres, who really yeah. haven't gotten any sort of media mainstream during the entire course of the year. That's how Manny Machado rang his mouth. That was about it. <laughs> February 25th. Everybody yeah. was there. Everybody was in Peoria, but that was about it. So to me, Pete Alonso, I feel like he got a lot more attention being in New York as opposed to yeah. Tatis being in San Diego. And if he beats Judge's record, I feel as if he should have won. Or they could have given him a co if Tati stayed healthy. Yeah. So we haven't way, seen like, that in a long time. Yeah, I, I set myself up my dying fantasy baseball dynasty league. I have both of them. So I set myself. I, up I'm Davis. Favorite. Look at me. <laughs> I got Pete in the twentieth round too. That well, that makes sense. I guess nobody really knew what to expect from him. Mets fans obviously thought he was going to be like their top prospect, which he's yeah, turned out to be. But nobody else was like, yeah, like you said that about a Med Rosario, and he's kind of been yeah. iffy. I remember I was telling my buddy Bill, working in the Brewers Spring Training ticket office in February, I was like, this guy Alonzo is going to be good, Bill. I, I looked at Bill, I go, I think he's going to bat 280 with about 30 bombs and 80 RBIs. That's, that was my expectation for him. Yeah, year. well, you were dead wrong, Davis. Hey, how dare I? <laughs> Idiot. The, the first Met to drive in 100 rounds since David Wright in 09, so I will take that any day. Of the uh, David Wright, remember that guy? Yeah, I got my black Mets jersey hanging up to my right. I remember those black alternative jerseys. I miss those things. Oh my so god, those were the those Friday night games. Yeah. God, I miss those Friday night games. With the good old Matt Harvey action on a Friday. N- nah, not really. Maybe like a Tom <laughs> Glavin or a Pedro. Oh god, those Friday night games would be even better. The Pedro nights. With Jose Reyes and Carlos Beltran, Carlos Delgado rounding up. Mike Piazza Ford. behind the dish. Paul Laduca, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, there's a reference. You probably haven't referenced him in a long time on the show. Lastings Millage. Remember that guy? <laughs> Jason Bay. Yikes. <laughs> Gary Sheffield hit his 500th home run at City Field. Sure did. God, I could rattle off old, really crappy Mets players all day long with you, Davis. I really could. Luis Castillo, my favorite of all time, dropping that infield pop-up to end the game at Yankee Stadium. That was probably my most favorite Yankee game of all time to this day. Let's not talk about it. All right, let's move on to another award. Let's go to the NL MVP because it's kind of a similar situation there where someone got hurt, Christian Yelich and Cody Bellinger neck and neck all year long. And Christian Yelich now out for the season with that busted kneecap. So I think, to me, Cody Bellinger is going to run away with it now. Yep. I, I want to say that, but I also don't want to take the obvious choice. Um, so I'm going to I'm gonna come at you with a dark horse here in Anthony Rendon. 
I like Anthony Rendon. I don't think he'll win, but he's been a tremendous offensive guy for He has Nationals. more RBIs than Bellinger. He's leading the NL in average, and he's single-handedly keeping this Nationals team in the first wildcard spot. Definitely wow. one of the more undervalued players in baseball. Like and He's continued to improve every year offensively. Absolutely. And I, in his glove, he is the second-best third baseman in the NL, and he'll never get loved for it because of who's playing in Colorado. Oh, yeah. So, they, they just re-signed him to a big extension, too, didn't they, the Nationals? No, he is, he's, a, he's a free agent. This year? year. He's going to get paid wherever he goes. Man, I wish DJ LeMahieu wasn't so good. <laughs> but then again, I don't. I really don't. Yeah, that was a sneaky little pickup for you guys. Um, Cy Young, NL? I don't know who's running away with it. Nobody's running away with it. Ryu got hurt, came back, and had like a 10 ERA for four starts and kind of screwed himself over. He's, he's always been a hit-or-miss guy. Yeah. Like, obviously, I, he started the All-Star game, but then he got hurt. And... Yep. DeGrom, low-key, sneak back in there. Um, Scherzer, obviously. Oh, yeah. I think Soroka or Freed from the Braves is in the hunt. Right. Soroka was the other guy that was contending for Rookie of the Year earlier on in the year, but then kind of faded but out. They like, they like hitters more than pitchers for yeah. that award. Um, but I, I think if you go any one of those four guys that we just rattled off for Cy Young, you can't go wrong. Yeah, I really can't think of one guy that stands out. Like, all four of those guys have sub-2-7 ERAs, all have 200-plus strikeouts, I think, outside of Ryu, um, and they all have, like, right around a, like, one whip. All of them have a sub-one, or sub-Mendoza line batting average against. All those guys very well could. And what about the AL Cy Young? Uh, just give it to Houston staff. <laughs> all three of them? Yeah. Let's throw Wade Miley in there, too. Oh, I think Verlander probably runs away with it. Either him or Garrett Cole. Just give it to them both, honestly, at this point. God, they're just so good. I'm so yeah. nervous, honestly, for that pending ALCS matchup. You gotta, you gotta figure out how to get Jordan Alvarez out. I think all the Yankees have to do is get home field advantage throughout the playoffs. I wouldn't if, want home I Honestly, if I, I'm going to take that back because the Astros ballpark is a Little League park also. Both those stadiums, you're going to hit a whole bunch of home runs in. So it doesn't matter which one of you guys gets home field. But if you can get Verlander and Cole at Yankee Stadium and not Minute Maid, we saw how beneficial that was two years ago in that championship I series. I'm going to be honest. I don't care where Verlander's pitching. But he and was so might. dominant two years ago against and the Yankees in the series. If the Astros are smart, they throw a Granky game, too, on the road and bring Cole back home. God, Davis. I hate it when you're right. <laughs> That's such a good idea. You got him. Might as well use him. You traded for him at the deadline. I mean, if they use Verlander game one, let's sure. say it's at Yankee Verlander, Stadium and the Verlander Yankees. Game one, no matter what. Well, let's say he goes game one at Yankee Stadium and the Yankees somehow rattle off a win. Then you got Granky in game two where, like, it's kind of a must win there. You don't want to go down 2-0 yeah. going into game three. But if you do go down 2-0, then you do have that security in Garrett Cole for game uh-huh. three. And if you and win Wade it, then you, and then you got Wade Miley, who, unless they're up in the series, I don't think Wade Miley's going to start. Yeah, because then Verlander will go on three days. He'll definitely be a piggyback guy in the bullpen, but yeah, which is what we're probably going to see from everybody. Everybody's going to be throwing three innings each, and then a, a starter's going to piggyback for a few innings. Yeah. I mean, the Yankees have such a deep bullpen, and now they got Patances back. Like, he could be hit or miss. Like, I always say, Dellen Patances, right. I feel like, walks the bases loaded on 11 pitches purposely just so he can strike, strike out the out side on nine pitches. Yep. That's what he yeah, does. My buddy and I talk about that all the time, how we hate Dylan Patances because of that when we he just gives me a heart attack every time yep. he's on the mound. But, but you got Adam Ottavino, which... Oh, just Tommy, filthy. Tommy Canely's resurgence has been phenomenal. Britain, and you got two lefties that are just shut down in Britain and Chapman. Yeah. Brit, well, 
they can be. They can also be all over the place, which is scary sometimes. But at the same time, Britain's your sixth inning guy in all actuality. <laughs> and if they can piggyback guys, they get Severino back on Tuesday against the Angels. And if he can be somewhat productive in these next few weeks, they get Stanton back too in the offense. Hopefully he can put something together so that we'll put him on the postseason roster. You guys and the Dodgers are going to have to figure out who the hell you're going to put on at 25. I don't. Th- I mean, for the Yankees, it's worked out all year long. Stanton's coming back tomorrow. Talkman just had season-ending surgery last week, so he's done. I think the Dodgers are going to have a hard time. Of- you, so, obviously the Dodgers are the favorites in the NL. Has any yeah. has any MLB team lost the World Series three years in a row? No, no. My buddies and I are joking that they're going to be this era's uh, Bills. Yeah, the Bills. Yeah. Four Super Bowl losses in a row haven't been back since. All to the NFC East. So Furlander wins AL Cy Young. AL MVP. Everybody's going to say Trout. It'll probably be Trout. It's the best year of the best player ever's career. But now, to me, most valuable player. I mean, the t- the Angels are not a good team, and they're, like you said, like 40 games out of the playoff hunt. Yeah. I mean, there's not really anybody that's really up there contending with him. You could argue DJ LeMayu's been the Yankees yeah. MVP this year. If Springer didn't get hurt, he was going to give him a run for his money, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. He's been phenomenal all year long. He scares me in the playoffs, too. Like, how many leadoff home runs has he hit this year? It's not Mike Fires. He gave up... Two of them to him last week. Like, to me, Mike Trout winning the MVP every year when the Angels are, like, never in contention. Like, they should just make, like, a best player of the year award and then give the most valuable player to someone who's actually benefited their team in a postseason run. funny you should say that. My buddy jokes about that, about the coach of the year in the NFL every year about Bill Yeah. Like, in the MLB, they give it to they, – they don't give it to the best manager, I feel like. I, give, I think they give it to the team who's like, holy crap, I didn't expect you to make the playoffs. Like yeah. – like Bob Melvin every year with the A's. Like Kevin Cash will probably get it this year with the Rays. Or the Twins manager. I honestly, well, yeah, so what, Rocco Baldelli? Whoever that is, I don't know. You don't know Rock, dude, Rocco Baldelli, Devil Rays that, legend? Come I on. I know who that is. Come I just on. Like, I don't pay attention to Minnesota very much. I just know they're good. To, to me, yeah, I mean, the Twins, Rocco Baldelli is going to give him a run for his money. Him and Kevin Cash. To me, Aaron Boone with all the injuries he's had to deal with. I mean, you can't foreshadow Gio Urshela hitting 330 with 25 long balls. Yeah, I, I definitely didn't see that coming. A year ago today, I didn't even know who Luke Voigt was. Yeah, he made a name for himself in October. DJ LeMahieu was our utility guy off the bench on opening day. Yeah. A lot's gone right this year. Yeah. <laughs> so to me, like Aaron Boone's got to be in the discussion. But if the Yankees win the World Series, I could just see it giving them to the guy who shock the world like the twins or the rays or even bob melvin again it's like his award basically they should rename it the bob melvin award he's won it like three or four times yeah because no one ever expects that he's to do anything him and bud black on the national league side they own those awards it's got to be dave roberts this year i would think in the nl but again the dodgers were the clear favorites from the beginning i mean i don't think there's any other i mean the nationals were what 15 games under 500 in april martinez i don't know if, if they give it to Mickey Callaway, if the Mets win it, I'm going to throw a fit because I hate Mickey Callaway. Well, now that you mentioned Mets managers, I kind of want to rattle off some old Mets managers that were so bad back in the day. Like, uh, remember Jerry Manuel? You're going to make me cry. He was my least favorite person of all time for like two years. God. Willie Randolph was probably like the pinnacle of Mets managers back in the day. Yeah. Obviously, Bobby V won the championship, but mm-hmm. or took them to a championship. God, there was, uh, of course, Terry Collins. Who's now a senior position holder in the organization he took over for manual in 2012 right so he was there for a while yeah 
This is Callaway's second year, so he was there in 2016. You gotta get Joe Girardi out of the uh, MLB Network studio. That'd be nice. That's the one, like, you wouldn't have to leave. Like, you'd yeah. have to stay in New York. He's That'd a great nice. manager. I honestly think they shouldn't have let him go. Yeah. I was not a supporter of Aaron Boone until this year. What about uh, AL Rookie of the Year? <laughs> Give it to Alvarez. I just don't know many rookies on that side that have just, like, absolutely, like, blown up. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, is Talkman a rookie? He's considered a rookie, but at the same time, he's done for the year. I mean, if Chavis tank after, like, yeah. April. He was awesome in April. Yeah. I just don't know many other rookies. I mean, you got Biggio, Bichette, Guerrero up in Toronto. I would have guessed early on in the year they were going to give it to Vladdy if he just put up respectable numbers. I mean, Bichette's come up and been an absolute animal. So, I mean, I mean, to, to me, I think Alvarez probably, just because I don't know many other rookies that have just come on and just made a name for themselves. And, th- and that'll go deep into the postseason. Yeah. But then again, they could take Vladdy's home run derby record and be like, this solidified it. Yeah. Hall of Famer's son. I mean, they got all the daddy's boy club up in Toronto. Might as well Oof, take that's not a club you want to be a part of. Jeez. <laughs> that's not flattering at all. Don't get me wrong. I, I love all of them. They're all going to be great players. I, I just seems like Toronto's like, oh, your dad played in the MLB as a Hall of Famer? We'll take you. Okay, we'll take you too. All right, your dad played. Come on over. That's basically those. That's their one, two, and three hitters: Biggio, yeah. Guerrero, Bichette. Which is scary. Yeah. Get on. And Biggio, if he hits half as good as his dad's, gonna bat two sixty. They're like the Marlins from a few years ago. They just don't have any pitching. Their offense could win them a lot of games if they had pitching. Again, our ticket pick giveaway question of the day, what are Davis Ford's two MLB teams? Because he has two teams and nobody else does. So again, the Osho Podcast presented by Belly Up Sports. Be bold, stand out, sponsored by TickPick. Do you know uh, what my sign-off here is, Davis? You want to take a stab at it? Do you, rem- yes. do you, do you remember the uh, intro song? I don't. It's been it's been a while since I did your outro. Because what last time I went on here was... It's been January. a while. Probably... Yeah. Postseason NFL right before the Cowboys got slammed by the Rams. Uh-huh. And I'll do it myself. Hit it, Hootie. Thank you for listening to Believe. 
You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.